Hello and welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I am your host, Joe Monday, and the lovely sounds that you are listening to uh, is actually by Piano Densetsu. It is a cover of Alex's theme. Uh, and we're going to hop right into it. Uh, if you're not familiar with the show, uh, this is the show where we talk about the happenings of what's been going on uh on the sub on our street fighter on the day to day uh turn this one down just a little bit we're gonna not, not let that one play it's a beautiful song beautiful rendition um so like that's i would recommend giving that thing a full listen and probably checking out the rest of his channel uh it's all really good stuff uh just in general uh but uh today's date is I'm already like hopping into things. I don't even named. I haven't even said what date it is today. Uh, I'm looking at it now. I have the date wrong. I wrote 2017. Uh, it's January 4th, 2018. I was gonna say 2017, but I had to call myself out on it. Uh, this is episode 18 of RSF Radio. Again, I'm your host Joe Monday, and we're gonna get right into it because there is like a fuck ton of news, as it turns out. Like. Shit has been happening this past week on our Street Fighter. A lot of things to cover. Uh, so that was our first topic. I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, it's a beautiful rendition. Uh, and he's got a lot of really great covers in there. Uh, so if you're into cool jazzy piano music, maybe check that out. Okay. First things first. It's the new year. What are your fighting game resolutions? Or like, you know, like what are your resolutions, your New Year's resolutions in, gen- in general? I'm not one for making New Year's resolutions. I... I am more of the kind of person to stick to one one true creed that I stick by that maintains throughout all years or changes whenever I need it to. Uh, but, you know, I'm not about to get a gym membership in February uh, and then let it die out by the next month. Or are you supposed to get it in February by the time everyone has stopped going to the gym in January? Regardless, go to the gym. It's free health. Uh, hop in this thread if uh, there's a lot of really good suggestions here. I actually want to read the one of the first ones uh, that is encouraging. Uh, last year's resolution, Grandpa H says, last year's resolution was to get to silver, and I, and I didn't achieve that this year. Uh, I realized that I'm scared to play online. Just got the butterflies. The online get out, he ices up, freezes up. Ideas to help me reach this goal in 2018. Play Street Fighter 5 at least 5 minutes a day. Not a lot of time. Just to get in the habit of turning the game on and theoretically being less scared. Play ranked at least once a day. He made that edit because he didn't want to make it a week. Ranked once a week ain't enough time. Gotta do that every day. Gotta hop in. Gotta gotta face your fears. Try to find someone to play with. Uh, Try to find find his locals. We can help with that. Enter an online tournament. We have those as well. Uh, we're coming back on Monday. I actually didn't. Mm, I didn't include that this week. I should include that this week. There's 50 bucks up for grabs. Just because, like, New Year. Why the hell not? Just welcome back, everybody, for the East Coast tournament, which is happening on January 8th. It's coming up uh, on the East Coast. West Coast, which happens on that Friday, is not happening, by the way. This, they're skipping on the 12th. No big deal. They'll be back next week. Um, and then spend less time reading Street Fighter Five is trash comments online. We are going to get back to that topic later because uh, that is something that happens quite a lot. My advice is just maybe ignore that or at least see what people are saying, acknowledge, and then just forget about it. Or like maybe present some ideas to it. But don't 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 get into pissing matches. Don't get into a pissing match. Um, when, you know, we're all showering together. Let's put it that way. I don't want to see that. Not in my group shower. Not in my hot shower. Okay, next topic. Cool stuff. Vega stuff. And not just Street Fighter V Vega. This one goes back to Street Fighter IV Vega as well. Uh, I, mm, and it shows off some really cool highlight reels of Vega using his V-Trigger in ways that are super dope. Uh, and I really only wanted to share this highlight reel because it shows Amy Roundhouse, and I just I miss Amy Roundhouse. That's really just as it's a name that I miss seeing and remembering. Oh, that's a great name. That's a fantastic name. Uh, and I 
Little known fact, I used to play a little bit of Vega in Street Fighter 4 days. Little known fact. I mained Blanca, of course, as everyone else would <laughs> will confirm. <laughs> nah, I played a lot of, played a lot of Geef, but regardless, uh, check out this video, this highlight reel. It's Vega across the year. I think it's just Street Fighter 4 and 5. Uh, I don't remember there being any like CVS2 Vega, which there should be. CVS2 Vega is some good Vega. Um, and no like Tokido Vega from Street Fighter 2, I don't think. No, there's none of that. It's just Street Fighter 4 and 5, which is cool. Those are relevant games in this time and age. Alright. Next video is a how-to punish guide from Infiltration himself. Uh, the punishes in this video are sick nasty. This is the kind of stuff that I miss people putting work into. Uh, we would see a lot of this character-specific stuff, character-specific punish stuff, but hot damn. Boys been putting in work, doing all that damage, uh, picking up all that free damage. When he sees something, he's going to punish it. Because uh, you know he's practicing this stuff, so you know he's got the punish down, or at least he has it in practice. Regardless, uh, if you play Minot, and you think, oh, I want, like, he gives multiple options how to punish. Like, here's, like, the easy version. Here's the, oh, man, it's, mm, it's so good. And it's so long, too. It's 17 minutes, 17 minutes of character-specific punishes for Minot. Of, like, max damage punishes where she can just bop a fool, do about 50% damage for them doing something that is, like, pretty typical of what they would want to do in a match. Now, because it, it's not like, it's like V-reversal punishes, right? It's not, I'm not talking like, sure you can punishes here. I'm talking stuff that defensively is one of the very few options in Street Fighter V and goes over basically, is it every single one? I didn't, memory does not serve, but it's 17 minutes of bopping fools. Uh, so if you do play Minot or if you play against a strong Minot and want to know the matchup, it won't worry about V-reversal length, then fucking look out, man, because infiltration's coming for you. Uh, so, man, it's, mm, I miss videos like this. This character, this, like, in in the thick of it, the hot details, no rock left unturned kind of tech that I just love. I love seeing it, and it's great. And watch this video. Uh, infiltration's been putting in work as well. Uh, next thing, compilation of Nemo. Uh, the question was posted, is Nemo the best Yurian? I, I would say absolutely. He has a penchant for not just having the, not just knowing which combo to do in any given situation. It's that his pickups off of juggles in any situation, any situation, any kind of trade, any kind of oh, they jumped at me in this situation, or, oh, like, I got this hit. Let me just convert this into all of the damage, max damage from anywhere on screen. It's, it is uncanny. Uh, I, like, ah, if you are watching the video compilation, just he goes into a, into a headbutt loop because he knows he got the stun and he knew when he got the stun and he knew how to do the loop off of it. And it's just pickups like that that make him such a step up and above any other Yurian out there. It, oh, it's just incredible. It's a beautiful thing to watch uh, that not only has he practiced all of those combos and he, is, he can execute them, because that's one step. That is like step one, is being able to do the combos that he does, which Yurian has many you know, paths that he can lead off of juggles off of Aegis Reflector. You can get pickups anywhere. But being able to do that in the heat of a match, and getting the right punish, basically Mac doing... It, it is like it, he's seeing something, he just goes, I would like to do this. I see my opponent jump, I would like to do all the damage. And then he does, and it's fantastic. And this video is five minutes long of him getting all the best pickups. Uh, Nemo's the best. Oh, God damn it. Red's down right now. This might be a problem. Oh no, we're good. We're back up. I thought for a minute I had to stop the show. I had to like cut and do like profession, prof professional edit. I won't professionally edit myself duffing that word, by the way. 
Now it's just between me and you. Anyway, uh, trailer for the Japan's movie Living the Game. That is a trailer that follows. I think it f mostly features Momochi and Chocoblanca and their trials with, you know, running their dojo uh, and how they performed at Evo. Uh, I'm excited to see this. I would love there to be a translation of this. If there's like voiceovers or at least a, um, maybe not voiceover, probably won't get that, but at least like, at least subbed. I'd like, like, at least like to see subtitles for this. It'll probably come eventually, and I know that someone in the FGC will likely do it. Uh, there's a lot of hard-work people out there who love to treat, love to, you know, just even practice translations this way. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, again, which mostly follows uh, Momochi and Chocoblanca, and you know, just their journey, living the game, as the title will imply. So that trailer was released a couple days ago. Uh, and I'm excited for that, so check it out. Alright. Another thing I'm excited about, uh, I've included a couple of hype reels uh, in this one because I like a good hype reel, and I love a good Zangief, and I love Slaying Man. Uh, and if you want to see Slaying Man dunk... <laughs> if you want to see Slaying Man dunk a couple fools, uh, this would be a good one to watch. Uh... <laughs> Alright, I've been on record saying this before, but I find that Street Fighter V Zangief is one of, if not the most exciting character to watch. And I say that from a very unbiased position. Alex actually might be a close second, or maybe number one, just because of the burst damage he's capable of, and I like, I like me some burst damage. But the number of hard reads that Slam Man makes is uh, very exciting, that you have to make as Geef to do some exciting stuff like this is fun to watch. I feel like that can't be denied. Like, it is on in general is super fun Zangief to watch, but Slam Man right up there. Uh, and I would recommend checking out Slam Man and also check out all of his Zangief tutorials and videos and stuff. Uh, very prolific in terms of making videos. If you haven't checked out the Muscle Memory series, uh, it's where he goes through and talks about, he brings on people from uh, who main other characters like I think he's done Bison, Balrog, Cammy. Uh, and they talk about the matchup for like an hour. The ins and outs of the neutral, how things work with Oki, uh, what each character's options are, uh, how does how does Zanki's V-Skill come into play in this matchup. Uh, all that stuff for like an hour. And then they play some casual sets afterwards, try and you know, show a visual representation of the things that they had just talked about. Uh, so that's it's all good stuff if you are interested in Zangief or if you're interested in beating Zangief uh, I would recommend checking out Slain Man's channel uh, But you got to search mr. Slain Man all one word mr. Slain Man Because you know he's all proper and whatnot Okay Another thing that you guys can watch if you are interested in tutorials. We got a cami tutorial. I like this one uh, because it is very similar to the setups that are described in Geef's Gym, uh, but for Kenny, uh, and it 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 cherry picks the things that they want to talk about and shows you examples on how to go through training mode uh, and actually get some practical practice out of this. So if you were thinking, I like Geef's Gym, but I like to read readings for like dumb people and I ain't about that life uh, you can just watch this video if you want to play Cammy and just do this stuff because this will help you become a better player if you practice things like this it will help you uh, be better at your reactions uh, it will help you be able to pick up counter hits be able to help pick up hit confirms uh, you have to practice this stuff uh, if you want to practically get better at your character uh, so if you find yourself in the training mode check out this tutorial uh, and speaking of Cami, another prolific Cami uh, who's in the news just today, K Brad, uh, released from Evil Geniuses. Uh, the wording on this on this title, I think, is a bit uh, presumptuous. Uh, I don't know if the details of his release. I don't think he was like the release, like you're fired kind of release. Uh, I don't think it was was that. It could just be a contract lapsed uh, and they didn't re-up, or perhaps he left on his own accord. But regardless of how he left, 
he left on good terms. Uh, his goodbye video to EG is it's like really heartfelt in in a lot of great ways. Um, it's basically a commercial for for EG on his way out. So there's no bad blood there, only blue blood. Uh, so. Uh, Looking forward to what K-Rad has in the next year. It was one of those things where I was thinking, like, what is what has he been up to? I've heard from him uh, in a while. Uh, really not making a splash after after Capcom Cup or anything. I really haven't heard his name. Uh, but came up in the news today, and I wish him the best of luck. Uh, he's he's a great guy. Uh, he helps. He has helped his team and encouraged his team uh, with EG. So if that's something he's wanting to pursue, I think he would be a good personality i think he could be i mean he's we all know he's good on mic k brad can work a mic i'm not gonna try and do the k brad impression can't do justice not gonna do justice not gonna not even gonna try but man sounds good on a mic what if he had a podcast should buy him a microphone get him a good setup i should talk to k brad and then i should edit this part out so y'all don't know about it well, regardless, moving on to the next. <laughs> Don't want to release any of that information. Speaking about things who are coming back, USF4 Revival is coming back. Uh, they've got the online league for the North American and EU regions. Uh, I, at this exact time, this was posted seven days ago, they might actually all be filled up in terms of slots. Uh, but if you are looking for any... Additional information for the USF4 Revival, if you're interested in playing USF4 in general, uh, check out this thread. Uh, a lot of great info shared by Gil Stole My Ride uh, in you know, how and where to enter. And also, if you just want to join the Discord, uh, there's links here too. Uh, and this gives general details for everything involved. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I like me some Street Fighter 4. It's always good to see... Uh, smaller communities push their game and enjoy their game uh and like we talked about last week like the oh my god did i not i'll have to look through my links because i don't know if i've i must have i don't think there's a link here that's saying that the cooperation cup is happening oh jesus christ uh the seventh by the way folks the seventh this the next sunday of your life cooperation cup uh, look for I will actually share a link to that mm, it'll probably be if you're looking down the, the playbill it'll probably be at the I'll probably slot it in at the end uh, but yeah that is coming up on the 7th so if you were, if you like some old games guess what USF4 Revival they got a tournament Cooperation Cup that's the third strike tournament coming up it's the best of the best it's the most exciting stuff uh, everyone there will be excited and popping off it's the 5v5 uh, third strike tournament which is just it is oh man that is like my one of my favorite tournaments to watch in the year because it, it it's one of those things that just moves you in uh to you know that new season you want to be reinvigorated you want to see some people that are truly truly excited about the games that they play that is whew, it's a good one to watch so i'll share that information somewhere slotted in down below if you're trying to dig through the comments but you know what else is back other than the third strike and usf4 revival mad cats is back question mark uh and there's a question mark there because yes the company mad cats is technically back now, if you don't know uh they uh, filed for bankruptcy and dissolved most of the company back in March of 2017. Back in March of 2017, they got rid of pretty much all their assets. They liquidated all their assets uh, and got, if you don't know who Mad Cats is, they, by the way, let me reel this even further back than 2017, is prior to that, uh, they had really kicked off uh, there being fight sticks available like mass mass produced let's say they were the tournament edition and the t like the t2 is or was the workhorse of the fgc uh in the street fighter 4 era like when street fighter 4 came out the mad cats te was like right there with it uh and it is to me and to a lot of people very synonymous with the comeback of fighting game community, the comeback of Street Fighter uh, with vanilla Street Fighter 4. 
There's a lot of people who feel that way. At least I feel that way in my heart. Now, I don't want to put words in other people's mouths, but that's, that's at least how I feel. And then when they dissolved in um, 2017, early 2017, it was, it was pretty sad. There was a lot of really good reflections on that, a lot of good writing around the you know, Mad Cats filing for bankruptcy. Uh, but they're back. Uh, this was earlier today, in fact. Or for them, probably late yesterday, Wednesday. I haven't worked the times tables in my head to work. If you know, if everyone just was working on swatch internet time, we didn't have this problem. Anyway, sometime about yesterday or earlier today, uh, they announced that they're back. But it doesn't appear that they are quite back for fight sticks. And if you watch the hype trailer, uh, it is. The hype trailer itself is somewhat misleading, but you go to the website, you go to Mad Cats as it exists right now, and you can see that they have products for sale. They have uh, the gaming mice, mouses, mice, uh, mouse pads, uh, gaming keyboards, and headsets. The, those are the four base products that they have. They don't have fight sticks. They don't have flight sticks. Uh, they don't have... I like knockoff controllers that you give to your friend when they come over to play and they go what is this the d-pad don't work and you go haha and you know you don't talk about that now their flight pads are actually pretty good i'm not going to talk shit on their flight pads they were all right uh but they don't that's the only four products that they have mice mouse pads keyboards headphones that's all they have listed however if you watch the the trailer, the hype trailer that they have for their comeback, for their resurgence, uh, they take footage from some fighting game community, like fighting game clips of people who are like very clearly have just played a fight and there's fight sticks there. And it's like, well, do you include that in your hype video just because it's like a legacy thing? Not so much. Perhaps they intend on bringing that stuff back. If they do, I wouldn't expect it until they've like really gained a lot of revenue from these current sales of of their gaming mouse and keyboards. Uh, so me, if I were to guess, if I were gambling, man, I would say maybe if things go well, look back for like a tournament edition three, let's say a TE three, uh, come early early 2019 probably second quarter 2019 is my gut check I might be off on that but who knows or they could be trying to hit it for like Q4 of 2018 and get in with the Capcom Cup stuff who knows I don't know uh, but it was one of those things where it's good to see a company do well it's like you know see people got jobs they're probably gonna do some sponsorships so like give them some extra money uh, and that's good stuff um, but it excites me to know that Mad Cats is is not dead they have risen from their grave and gotta be happy about that all right moving on to uh, this is another tutorial video provided by infectious uh, if you don't know who he is he's a uh, well he was a geef turned Abigail player uh, from the UK uh, he's got tips for you on how to basically how to play Abigail but a lot of this stuff can apply to a lot of the general information that he provides is like you know, very general stuff of you know like how to condition your opponent how a top player might think of how they're conditioning their opponent uh, and then how a top player would you know if you're conditioning your opponent gotta be ready for a combo gotta practice your combos talked about that earlier with Nemo Nemo knows all those combos and you can do them on the fly drop of a hat uh, and then in addition to that what is his last bit of information uh, and then learning your matchups we also talked about that with yeah sorry for the delay there learning your matchups we talked about that with the Monop video from earlier like all of these things top players are telling you to learn as a player, so put in the work and do it. Uh, and if you play Abigail, maybe check out this video, or if you want to, you know, see what else is in store. I feel like this channel, uh, this YouTube channel, is Excel Esports. Uh, 
I'm going to keep my eye on them to see if there's more video content like this uh, for either beginner or intermediate players, uh, which, you know, it's good to see stuff like this come up. Uh, and it's good to hear from, from top players on, you know, their opinions about how to improve as a player, helping out people who aren't that level yet. So it's all good stuff. Next up, speaking of how to become a better player, I I will admit this this particular thread was included a little bit of mas masturbatory, but you know what can you do? Uh, but someone posed the question. I'm actually, not going to do questions this week because the question is inserted into threads. Uh, the question is: uh, Those who got out of bronze, how much did Geef's gym tutorial help? Uh, and I was kind of. I was by the end of this blushing by the amount of people who said that yes it does indeed help and so if you know people who struggle to get out of bronze or are trying to learn the game and you don't have the time to teach them yourself or really carry them from beginner to intermediate level uh, present them those tutorials you can just you can look them up they're for free they're on the they're on our Street Fighter uh, it <laughs> grandpa, again, Grandpa H, uh, who I talked about earlier, in fact, brought this up. He was con conjecturing that what if it was in uh, Arcade Edition, and I've thought about that from time to time, of what if they just put something like that in? I don't believe that they will, not in this version of AE, but what if it was in AE? I think I'd be mad for like a day, but then I'd just be happy, because obviously people think that this is a good way to improve. Uh, I mean, even earlier when we talked about that came a tutorial, uh, which uh, I, mm, that was from Delta Red. Delta Red is the YouTube channel um, for that came a tutorial of basically setting up the same kinds of exercises presented in Geek's Gym. Like that stuff's important. It's important for new players to understand that stuff and to execute on that stuff. Uh, and it was just really nice to see this. Like I already know that that newer players have gone through all these lessons and improved, uh, but. It was really heartwarming, at least for me, uh, to see new players do that. And it might be if I want to throw out a New Year's resolution to continue to help new players. But I ain't about that life. Okay, next stuff. We are moving on to, if you didn't check it out, this, this past weekend was Daigo the Beast TV's Kimono Michi. <laughs> I... <laughs> Uh, never mind, I'm not going to get into it. I ruined my voice earlier trying to say that in a Yinzer accent, but I'll save that for another episode. Anyway, uh, this was basically an invitational where, again, people just very excited about the games that they play. Uh, basically set up three different first attends. Uh, first set was between uh, Kotaka, Skyle, and Anakin's Ken. Uh, the second match... Uh, and that was in Street Fighter 2. Uh, the second match was in Guilty Gear, uh, Ogawa versus Machabo. And the third match was Nuki's Chun Li and Deshiken's Ken uh, in Third Strike. Uh, and all of those matches were exciting. Nothing was super blowout, uh, everything was pretty close, and all of it was very high level play. And I don't believe that there was a uh, an English restream of someone talking over it. There might be, but I linked the original here from Daigo the Beast TV. Uh, so if you're interested in watching those matches, they're very exciting matches. I watch all of them. Uh, Maybe familiar, familiar. If you're not familiar with. Uh, with Guilty Gear, Exert, and you think maybe anime games aren't your thing, check it out. Because it's a room full of people very excited about the match that is happening, and it's worthwhile. It'll be worth your time. Just gotta trust me on that one. Watch the whole thing. Watch the whole restream. It's like two hours of first attempts. It's very good stuff. Um, but that happened this past weekend. Uh, you know what else happened this past weekend was Dupless made an made an end of the year combo video uh so this is all just I, I love stupid combo stuff like this and it's not just for street fighter it's other games as well but like the the impractical stuff i just love because like i don't know i feel like we don't see as much of this anymore uh 
this was a lot of stuff that we would see in like uh, desk videos, but there aren't a ton of those recently. And if there are, they're not, you know, popping up from with at least the regularity that I feel like they used to. And I don't know. It's a. Uh, it was cool to see someone combine a whole list of combos from a bunch of different games that are, you know, just silly and fun and you know, good stuff. Uh, so I would recommend that if you, oh, man, I've been doing a lot of like compilation videos this week. There's a lot of that, but I don't know, there's a lot of exciting content on our Street Fighter. People trying to tell me that our Street Fighter is slow. I'm here to tell you that it is not. Uh, and again. I should have included this earlier in the while we were talking about things, but this thread was a set, uh, super super turbo set uh, between Kurahashi's Guile and John Choi's Osagat. Uh, now, if you don't know, this is historically a bad matchup for Guile, uh, and watching Kurahashi overcome a bad matchup uh, is exciting. I've said this a number of times in the past, I will say it again. Oh, watching someone overcome a bad matchup in a fighting game uh, is one of, if not the most exciting thing to watch, in my opinion. It's because if you know the matchup and you know, you know they're not they're not allowed some some niceties as other characters might be, they might have some trouble dealing with those low tiger shots, Guile does. It's a good set. And it's exciting to watch someone do that and overcome that uh, adversity. But watch the whole thing. It's only like two minutes or uh, three minutes long because that's how rounding up works. Uh, and it's a good set. Uh, highly recommend watching that. Now to the meat of this discussion. The actual news, the realest of real news, which was information uh, put out today. Couldn't get to this one soon enough. Uh, if you haven't heard... There's new arcade edition info out there, uh, and this particular post was posted on Capcom Unity by Andy, uh, aka uh, what is his username? I probably I will not actually call it out so no one goes sniping for him. Uh, how about that? Although he is on he is on our Street Fighter and he will reply to some things if he sees you know people asking about a or whatever. But he made a couple notes on uh, arcade edition and shared some new information. Uh, I actually really like the artwork that they shared here. It, I think it looks a lot better than uh, the artwork that's included in like the original game as a release, like the story mode, the original story mode. I kind of don't like that artwork, but this stuff for our, the arcade mode kind of looks pretty good, in my opinion. It's all like comic book windowed off. It's real nice. Uh, but the things that I think stood out talks about battle mode, uh, our extra battle, and how they're doling out costumes and stuff. So they're going to list out challenges over time for you to earn the Beautiful Joe costume, if I'm to believe the, the schedule set up here in this post. Uh, so four challenges over the course of uh, one and a half, uh, no, a month, over the course of just about a month, uh, starting on the 16th. You'll have just about 10 days to complete the first challenge. No indication of what that challenge might be or what you might have to do. Just challenges and deadlines and you'll cost. I guess you'll have to put up fight money for it too. Mm, how about that? Uh, regardless, uh, it's listed out when to expect those things. So the new challenges and the rewards uh, are listed available on this Capcom community post. It also lists out uh, other challenges like the Golden Shadowloo Soldiers and when they'll be available, like what dates they'll show up in the challenges. And, uh, kind of an interesting way to do things, kind of give you different rewards as well. This one just gives character experience, which if you don't know, every time you gain a level, I don't actually don't know how much experience it takes to gain extra levels. I don't know what that math works out to be. I don't know if any of that... Someone's probably surfaced those numbers. I haven't dug that deep into it, though. But 10,000 experience. Uh, any level up, every level gains you 1,000 fight money. That will stay in AE. Uh, so that will probably net you more than 500 fight money if you put it on. I don't know what the turn rate is based on how many levels you gain, of course. But 
uh, here are the different challenges and rewards listed out for or at least through the next month after release and then it goes through some interesting v-trigger stuff uh, they talk about Colleen's new v-trigger the absolute zero uh, kind of had trouble understanding exactly what they mean by some of this stuff it seems like it is somewhat of a command dash but also while she's in v-trigger it changes the properties of some of her moves uh, so I think this might function very similar to perhaps Ken's current V-Trigger 1. That's just a guess. But also it says that it maintains, you know, she can still do freezing stuff. She'll still freeze your stun. Like she also has like a, a frost edge, like a, a hit that she can do out of her command dash. Uh, but that looks interesting. It's cool stuff that they're you know, slowly dripping this information out. Uh, they also give information on Rashid's new second V trigger, uh, which is actually, yeah, yeah, this is a second V trigger. Uh, Asifa, Isifa, 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 Isifa. I have no idea how you pronounce that. Regardless, looks like a like a grounded tornado uh, that will change the properties of his uh, it's interesting how they put it the kick special moves so to memory that's his whirlwind shot but also his eagle spike it says that ex eagle spike will you know how it goes like down and then up it says that he'll also have the option of you know if he has his v trigger out after he does ex he can jump off the wall because he also has a wall dive so it'll be interesting to think if there's a projectile on screen and he does that through you, jumps off the wall, probably cross up on the other side. It's like, gotta block one way, then you gotta look from the other way. Will he cross up with Loney? I don't know. Uh, so there'll probably be some interesting mix-ups. Hard to say if they're, they will be you know, trickier to block than his current mix-ups, but regardless, it's cool stuff. Interesting stuff to look at. Stuff to think about before the 16th. Uh, and then they share some Akuma V-Trigger stuff, which a lot of this stuff was already known by the video that Born Free posted on his YouTube channel. He basically breaks down, it's a pretty long video of what was all tested at uh, Capcom Cup or PlayStation Experience. Uh, so a lot of the stuff already known, but again, they go through here and list in, in words. They tell you it's written down on paper uh, what his second V-Trigger does. And they share some you know, information on the gallery and again confirm actually the thing that they confirmed here because they didn't confirm this last time it was just conjecture from from our part but it said that in if you buy a physical copy of arcade edition people were thinking is that information going to be on disc and we were all like probably not it's probably going to be codes this capcom unity post says yes indeed it will be codes uh, it will be codes within the uh, within the system there so it will be you'll open up your disc it will be basically the same disc as as Street Fighter 5 vanilla version but then there'll be two codes for season 1 season 2 characters uh, so that will be the delivery method confirmed in this post and that seems to be all of the you know those are the hot topics here but then the most of hot topics we got patch notes, but it's old patch notes, which like to me is, I don't know, man, this is like some funny shit to me, right? That people complain about Street Fighter V all the time, but then we get, we get some old patch notes and then they redact them and they kind of post, they're like working on more patch notes, like the real ones. And even just that little bit of information, which was then redacted and then people dug through that, people were ravenous. People were just ravenous. They just want to get into Street Fighter. It's cool. It's, I don't know. Every time that a bunch of information is released, again, on about Street Fighter, it doesn't really matter if it's good or bad information about your main. Who gives a fuck? It's just cool to watch people just being super horny for this shit. People get, like, people that, uh, like, Twitter and Reddit were just blowing up. Had to do the whole, uh, and in this I'll share, like, the, the patch notes mega thread because, but again, take all of these with a grain of salt. I could go through all of them, but I mean, let me check where, where am I on time? Or should that be a separate? Mm, that should probably be separate. At this point, we're about 40 minutes in to the recording, so 
I don't want to go through one by one. But there's some cool stuff here that I think is interesting that I'll bring up. Uh, for one, uh, right at the top even, uh, V triggers will add uh, basically two hits of scaling. So what does that mean? It means that characters who uh, benefit from long V-Trigger combos as is, uh, or just base damage off of V-Trigger, uh, like Balrog for example, uh, if it will add more scaling to those big damage combos. Like let's say Balrog starts a combo, cancels into V-Trigger, it'll add extra scaling on top of that. If he continues to follow up his combos, then maybe you gotta look ahead towards well, if it's going to add scaling, he'll probably look for a reset, so then have that in your mind. Uh, but characters like Laura, I don't think this really affects that much. And we'll get into that, because Laura actually... Laura actually... It looks like she's alright in some other ways. Like, yeah, they, but they, they nerfed her standing medium kick, 7 frame startup now, but then also... They nerfed her with... Yeah, they said she's three bars now to get V-Trigger, but then also it will last longer, so it's like, she only needs to get it once, and then pop it, and then if it lasts a longer time, that's just more mix-up time, more time for you to guess. Then also she can cancel into her V-Skill uh, off of EX Clap, it's like, <laughs> why would you give her that? It's nasty already as it is. Why you gotta make it more nasty? Ugh. But the, the V-Trigger scaling won't necessarily affect her because most of the time she's canceling the V-Trigger into a mix-up. Is typically how that goes. Uh, into big damage off of that. But so that's so that's funny, ain't it? I think this will affect this will probably affect Zangief's V-Trigger, I think. Even though he doesn't really get damage like late in his combo off of V-Trigger cancels, um, he's still like, I don't know, that's where he gets damage from. He's like the hits of his V-Trigger, and then perhaps a mix-up afterwards, that'll affect him. I don't think this will really affect Chun-Li, because in situations where she is comboing, or at least setting up combos, like, she doesn't, she doesn't do like crush counter, or though she might, because they are changing her, some of her crush counter properties, uh, where she'll typically want to pop V-Trigger. Like, let's say Ryu whiffs a DP or she blocks a DP. She'll actually want to pop V-Trigger before he lands and then hit him in the air uh, with, like, a forward hard kick and do, like, some, some hot juggles off of that. They're also, like, buffing her uh, her air legs. Uh, she'll be plus four on hit now, so more reason to do that. Buffing some damage with her uh, on a couple of normals and specials, and they're buffing the anti-air ability for back hard kick, which is already pretty good anti-air, but now it's just a hit more behind. There's a lot of notes like that of the you know, move slightly changed. So again, these patch notes are not final, but also just words which are meant to describe the locations and shapes of hit slash hurt boxes. And this is now an audio version of what is written of those words, and it's like none of this is useful. I mean, it's it's useful in a sense that you can get an idea. Like the numbers probably won't change all that much. It's interesting to see some of this stuff uh, and see what direction they're taking things. Uh, Ryu didn't look like he's getting a whole lot of buffs, but he's also getting a donkey kick. So what are the implications of that? Who really knows? Uh, you got to look at the hit boxes and hurt boxes for that stuff. We don't have game yet, so. It's it sh it shows you it gives you a, an idea. You can test the winds. I know which direction the sails are pointed at least, but where we're going, I do not know. I do not know. Um, I'm three sheets to the wind right now. No idea where we're going. Uh, and with that, that will cover uh, all the main topics. You can check out the full you know patch notes mega thread. Uh, it's It'll probably be sticky until people get bored of it next week when the actual patch notes are posted. Or however the fuck long it takes them out. I'm fucking out. But the next segment... I'm kind of indecisive of whether or not I want to do this segment, but it had a name that I thought was... Uh, pun enough for me to want to try and do this, but... Uh, certain things... Certain things... I have to... You know, lead up to this. So a thing that happens... Um, our Street Fighter all the time, and I said this in my mission statement 
and said mod where very often is it where players will come in educated players they'll come in they'll make a statement and uh, either immediately be downvoted or someone will post a rebuttal to that which is immediately upvoted either by people who don't know any better or by alternate accounts and there's a certain amount of brigading that happens goes along with that and that player will be like okay well i'll try and argue my points here uh and then things can just go off the rails uh and that kind of off the rail topics that kind of conversation i even i'm woe to say it is even described as conversation because it is not uh, it's just two people kind of yelling at each other for whatever reason uh can go on for you can scroll down scroll down scroll down uh and it can be disheartening for those players to the smart players good players players that we want in the sub to to comment and check people of you know if you say something wrong someone to come in and say hey that's you know it's probably not the way that you know a top player would want to do that or you know, it's probably not the combo you want to tell people to practice and just verifiable stuff i want those people in the sub we all want those people in the sub but sometimes you'll have someone come in and just completely derail the conversation, make things go crazy. So the next segment uh, that I'm going to introduce, uh, I'm calling Convo Breaker. I'm very proud of this pun. Uh, and the idea was brought up to me uh, that if this does happen often, and it does, Often enough to where I can make a segment on it. And I do not want this to turn into a witch hunt because this is. Telling someone that they're wrong should be a verifiable, fact checkable thing where you can say, you can break down. That's really what I want this to be is a breakdown of point by point. Here is where things went off topic. Here is where. Here's like the information that you can ignore. Here's the things that don't even makes sense uh this is the actual topic at hand this is how far we've gone none of this is helpful and i basically want to point this stuff out to you the listeners and just to other people just to put these these posts in check to say that this kind of stuff uh you are allowed to post whatever you want wherever the fuck you want you can do whatever there are things that reddit doesn't allow us to to police in certain like it is hard for me as a mod to know whether or not someone has alternate accounts. There are ways, there are certain tools I can use to to maybe take a guess that someone has an alternate account and maybe they're vote boosting or something like that. But I can't know for sure. And even if I wanted to check it, I'd have to reach out to an administrator and they don't give a fuck a lot of time. But there's only so many limited tools that we can have so this is more of a community you know gut check level of this is something that happened this is a comment that someone made things went off topic that's not what people want to talk about it's raining in so this is a convo breaker mend up to basically come in and say hey stop it that's enough and this was actually put off by a post from sejan he made, a, he made a YouTube video calling a person out on, on this specific um, this specific topic. And the response to that uh, went on for much longer than it had to. Uh, and it stirred some shit up earlier today. And then we were all stewing together. This big pile of doo-doo. And it's like, this is, this is where we're at right now. Not a fan of it. And again, don't be witch hunting nobody. Don't bring this to their doorstep. Keep that shit in the bag. Don't light it on fire and put it on their doorstep. Just throw, toss it out. But the comment was, the video was basically uh, Sejan breaking down you know, how random playstyles, when introduced in top-level play, uh, can catch your opponent off guard. I think the best example of this is uh, Kazunoko, for example. Um, on his wake up he'll do like a crouching medium kick and you'll look at that and go well that's like super unsafe why would he do something like that that doesn't that's nonsense and it's like oh he's tested he's he's already let his opponent know that he's crazy enough to dp in a situation uh and he's got his throw text down 
So one of the other probably gonna try and throw bait him. Uh, but no, he's just gonna wake up crouching medium pick and it works. And it's like, what the fuck did that happen? Uh, that's that kind of randomness that Say James was really talking about. But then uh, someone comes along and says, uh, th I have this set up here. I'm gonna break it down because here's the post that really took things, you know, in a different direction. Okay, we break it down word by word. Disagreed to the to the video. Experienced players make choices that help reduce or eliminate randomness. That's their thesis statement. Keep that in mind. Or rather, the opportunity for their opponents to force unsafe mix-ups. So that is now their definition of randomness. So they said, experienced players make choices that help reduce or eliminate randomness. Okay. It's like a smart play, right? It's like you do something that's relatively safe for you. It reduces some risk. You know. Uh, and the randomness, as they define it, is the opportunity for their opponents to force an unsafe mix-up. That's the definition, though. That's the thesis, and that's the definition of a word used in the thesis. They continue. You can only do this if... Second sentence right there. You can only do this if... Second sentence gives support against the thesis. So you started with your thesis, and then you're immediately arguing. You can only do this if... You have control of various situations. So already you're backing off of your thesis and saying that you can only do this if, which is against your argument, have control of various situations. Now the words control and various situations, not divine, neither of which are clear contextually. You never give control and various situations aren't defined in the original video and they're not defined anywhere in or around the sentence, so gotta define those first. Keep things on the rails. They continue. Games like Street Fighter V and MKX reduce the amount of control you have significantly compared to their predecessors. Significantly. You have yet to define control, so significantly cannot be quantified. No clue yet. Don't know what you mean by that. And compared to their predecessors, uh, this is tangential and not in line with your thesis statement because the thesis statement is that experienced players make choices that help reduce or eliminate randomness. So now we're talking, we're comparing games now. So we've, this is tangential. We've gone from talking about eliminating randomness to comparing previous titles. Okay, just wanna point that out to form an argument because we lose the thread here. They continue. The plethora of moves that leave you at minus two frames in your opponent's face in Street Fighter V is a prime example. Prime example of what? Lack of control? Uh, from this point on, uh, we'll now work under the assumption that having yourself in minus two frames is this paragraph's definition of control. Uh, then they have parenthetical. This rarely happened in older games. Verifiably false. Uh, this parenthetical is implying that older games in the series don't have moves which leave you at a slight disadvantage, slight frame disadvantage, uh, i.e. your current definition of losing control, as you've defined. Uh, then this is verifiably false. Uh, just comes to mind like Zangief's light punch green hand on hit that move was minus two and that was like it's part of his game plan or like sea viper her overhead you ever seen a sea viper overhead 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 on block or on hit don't matter and it'll work although i think it's minus one on block if i'm thinking correctly regardless moving on they continue it doesn't matter how knowledgeable you are about this situation okay it doesn't matter how knowledgeable does the definition of control require you or your opponent to know the frame data. This is now coming into question. If not, how would you or your opponent know that they've forced an unsafe mix-up? Uh, using what we've come from, you know, this 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 paragraph here. Uh, you are not. It doesn't matter how knowledgeable you are about uh, this situation. What situation? And then in a parenthetical, they say, obviously, once you know about the basic frame data, which 
this parenthetical rebuts the opening statement, so this whole sentence can be erased from the argument. Okay, they continue after a dash. This, what what is this referring to? Uh, is a forced guessing situation. Uh, the assumption is now that the this in the sentence is referring to a move which now leaves your opponent at minus two frame advantage. The this is when your opponent attacks you and leaves themselves at minus two. Have to keep that in mind now because that's the, that's the trail of thought with this argument is a forced guessing situation. The number of assumptions up until this point lead the reader to believe that a forced guessing situation, as described here, the definition of random, as described earlier, was caused by your opponent performing a move which leaves them at minus two frames. But it doesn't define which party is taking this action also. But uh, we, we've assumed that, but it doesn't define that. They continue. It doesn't matter if you're a beginner or veteran. It doesn't matter what evidence supports this statement, I will say. They continue. If you are a beginner or veteran, which this comment is in response to a video uh, where the presumed player, the presumed player's skill level is intrinsic to the argument. Sejam says in his video that it this basically works at high level play because you can tell when it's just beginners uh, this is entirely separate thesis in fact for a rebuttal of the of the original video so this is an entirely like different conversation so we have our thesis we've tangentially went off on our thesis on comparing different games and now we're starting a different conversation which is fine you can bring up different arguments I'm just saying, that's where we're at so far. We're only a couple sentences in. They continue. You, uh, defend this style of play. Oh wait, now you either risk getting hit by an invincible follow-up or you block more. Uh, the you, now we're assuming that the you is the player uh, who is just forced to block a move putting their opponent at minus two. Keep that in mind. Now you either risk getting hit by an invincible follow-up or you block a move. Now this is a shift in perspective actually uh, from the original video. Uh, it is the case made in the original video but described from the perspective of being on the receiving end of that quote-unquote randomness as defined in the original video. So they're actually making the argument that Seijin makes in his video, but coming from the other perspective with this sentence, making that statement. They continue. People like to defend this style of play by saying you have to make a read. People, what people, which people, uh, because you have to make a read. Not, not the defense presented in the original video. So they say you people, make this kind of defense, but that is not the defense presented in the video at all. So that's, again, tangential to the argument and also not in support of your thesis. So then they continue, no, this is just a complete guess. Uh, assuming that a complete guess is another way of implying randomness uh, when your opponent puts themselves in a minus two situation. Uh, in Street Fighter V, there are very few meterless outcomes which lead to the defender taking any damage. If your opponent puts them in minus two, if your opponent puts themselves in minus two, very few situations after that which lead to the defender who just blocked a thing or got hit by a thing is now at minus two to take any damage because they have that frame advantage. They've got two frames of advantage and their opponent, unless they have meter, and even if they do have meter in a lot of cases, don't have many options other than to hold it. That's the holding it, blocking for the attacker is the safe option. So they're arguing the opposite now. This is testable and verifiable. You can test this out in training mode. You can put yourself at minus two and see what your options are and see what your opponent can do in the face of that in Street Fighter V. 
If you have extra meter, that's a different story, because now you can have a fully invincible reversal to, you know, you're at a disadvantage, pop them. That's the thing you can do if you have meter, but a lot of characters don't have that. Moving on. They continue. If these types of things were not guesses, no one would complain about throw loops. And if these types of things were not guesses, is just not supported by the paragraph above or the material that you presented. It just isn't. So that... This goes to show the, the type of comments that can just derail an entire conversation. And it cost a whole video. And now I'm making a video of it of like in response to all of that. So if this kind of... If you want breakdowns like this of, of someone that brings up just a topic that is so fucking far out in left field or like arguing a thing that is either tangential and like there might be hints of like of true statements. Like is the initial thesis statement... If they stick to that and argue that, that'd be fine. That's fine. But this is all over the place. It's all across the board. Very hard to follow. Very hard to follow. And and this happens all the time in our Street Fighter. And it causes people to see it and go, I, I'm too tired. I don't want to deal with this. Uh, so you can either look at it. I suggest two things. Either if a user comes to you with this, uh, you can just put a block on them so you don't see any of their responses ever. You can do that. That is a that is a function of Reddit that you can do. Or you might need res for that. I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've not used res. Regardless, uh, block that user. Or see someone do that response and then just ignore it. Because you don't want to block everyone out and create your own little bubble. Because, you know, having differing opinions is good. And you want to have someone, you know, gut check you. Maybe you're wrong. I've been wrong in the past, and I'm glad that people have corrected me. I'll block that. But when crazy things like this happen, you just got to ignore it, man. Because it's so off topic. And that, my friends, is this week's Convo Breaker. Moving on. I don't feel good about any of that. doesn't feel good. Well, it does make me feel good. Just watching some goddamn Street Fighter. That's right, folks. The final segment of the day, we're getting into some FGC history. I love this set. I love this set so much. Uh, getting into it, uh, Gamer B versus Daigo. Dreamhack Winter 2013. Uh, this tournament in general is a super fun, but the grand finals of this tournament are very exciting. And in my opinion, has the most important round one or one of the most important round ones in any grand finals that I've perhaps witnessed so I'll actually rewind the video because I have the video up watching it so what happens here if you're not familiar with the video Daigo gets a knockdown uh, he anti-airs a neutral jump with a DP he dashes up what does he do raw Shoryuken why does he do it let's think about this history of this is that Gamerby is actually really well known uh, for being a player who would wake up with a crouching jab uh, and you can actually see him do it there in the video I've never paused at this moment but you can see the crouching jab right there and it's kind of going through the body but again Shoryu is invincible uh, known for doing a wake up crouching light punch which with a dawn actually kind of makes sense because his wake up timing is slightly different uh, from the rest of the cast, so you kind of had to have your manual timing down, and he would do that against a lot of players. He would check their timing and say, I know you know your regular timing. Are you going automatic? Here's my jab check. If he clips him with a fist, then he knows that their meaty timing, their manually timed meaties, might be a little off. So then he knows he can get away with that shit. Daigo knows that. Daigo knows that Gamer B plays like that. He knows he's going to test your wake up. Now, what Daigo could have done is just a regular median. He would have gotten more damage here. Uh, he wouldn't have been able to finish out the round with this first particular meaty, but he hits him with a raw DP. Instead of just like a meaty jab or a meaty crouching medium punch, he could have done a number of things that were, you know, much safer options, but he's sending a message. Because not only does he hit him with that DP one time, he dashes up and does another DP one more time and and that second one that second one matters be 
because that sends the message to Gamer B that you can't wake up with buttons. So much so, you can't even wake up with a, well, I should redact this because Gamer B could have woken up with a hard kick rising Jaguar, which has more invincibility. So really, I don't know, if you like watch, watch the frames on this one, and I'd have to go frame by frame to see exactly when Daigo does his dash, dash up, because it does look like he delays that second DP. Probably not enough because it's a hard punch DP. Probably not enough to make him make himself safe if Gainer B had done a wake up uh, hard kick rising Jaguar. Just saying. Now, gets the stun with that DP and that is the first round. Like that is a statement of do not wake up with buttons. You cannot wake up with buttons. Don't even try and crouch tech because he's not crouch teching at this point. I don't think he woke up. I thought, I think the tape will show you go frame by frame. I'll actually do this right now. Okay, there's that first jab. Where is it? Let's see it. Yeah, there's the second. Let me see it. Let me see that hand come out. Yep. Okay. Hits him with that second DP. That sets a tone for the rest of the round to game B. You cannot wake up buttons. Now, a meaty would have gotten this point across as well. But the DP is a statement. That's that weird randomness that's like, here you go. You gotta hold this now. You gotta know that I'm willing to do it. And he does it later on too, which is like, testy AF. But it's a great set. It's a very exciting set. This entire tournament's fun. This is also the Gandhi FSP tournament, which I've talked about. I don't think I've talked about that in the past. I might talk about that next week. We'll talk about that one next week. That's a fun match to talk about. Cause it's actually a really good learning experience. I think, in my opinion. But anyway, folks, that is my, you know, just first, that's my first opening statement on this set. This set goes places and is a very fun set to watch. I recommend anyone who's not familiar with the set, go watch it. Uh, very, very entertaining. Uh, so that is this week's FGC history. And that will do it for this week's episode of RSF Radio. Again, I'm your host, Joe Monday, and we do this every single week. Uh, I'll list the all of video, all of the videos and threads that are presented in today's. God, that's a long episode today. Uh, all of them presented, a lot of threads posted too. Uh, will be in the comments below or in the description. Yeah, you know, if you're watching in the YouTube recap or the uh, or where whatever you're listening to on iTunes or you know Google Play, whatever you got. Uh, it'll be listed in the description below where you can find the links to any of the videos talked about uh, in this on this podcast. Uh, but we do this every Thursday. And so we'll be back next week. Uh, again, I'm Joe Monday, and you can find me at Super Joe Monday or at uh, Reddit SF on Twitter. That's the, the, the R Street Fighter Twitter account. Uh, or you can find me just on the sub, uh, user Joe underscore Monday. Uh, so hit me up uh, if you've got any questions that you want to post to the to the the podcast, or if you have any opinions, uh, things you want to see. If you want, a, want more combo breaker, we can dig into that. Um, or if you definitely don't want me to do that, if you think it can cause some some like unneeded criticism, that's fine too. I might cut it for that reason. Still up in the air about that, but. Uh, we'll see. If you want more content like that, just let me know. Uh, make some contents when I post this in the sub, uh, or I don't know, write a bad review on iTunes. Who cares? Uh, regardless, folks, we will catch you again next week on another edition of RSF Radio. But until then, take care, folks. <laughs>